Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm so good, man. Oh, Better now. I'm, I'm muted. You are, and we were just talking about how you oh, sometimes don't unmute me. Sake. Uh, I'm doing... I, I, wouldn't it be great if this is like your first time listening? You got your kids in the back, like five seconds in, dropping f bombs and cracking beers. <laughs> Welcome to the party, folks. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing really well. I think that uh, I think that I'm really sort of getting into a rhythm of life. Everything's just coming together. It's gonna be. It's all roses from here. I can tell. Also, your beard is back and in full strength. I really appreciate it. I, I like you better with a beard. I trimmed it, man. I trimmed it pretty, yeah. pretty aggressively. You this did, week. but it's, but it's still a beard. I didn't like the the bald face, and I didn't like the goatee. Mm-hmm. I didn't like any of those things. For like in my my view of you now, you are bearded. You know, I went, and you I, have long hair. I, when I imagine you, which is strange because that's not ever how I've. I haven't had a hair for yeah. for years, years and yeah. years and years. Uh, I did. I I went. I left it a little heavy on the mustache. It's. I can tell. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's mentioned it, but I can tell. <laughs> a little porn stashy. A little bit. A little porn stashy. Uh no. But other than that, I'm well. I mean, it's an extremely busy time at work, but I think that's par for the course. How about you? How are you? Good. I'm hot. It's hot here again. What you, the hell? It's September, and I'm H A W T, but also my body Shout. temperature is quite high. Because uh, it's hot here again, so that bums me out. Um, and I'm starting to feel the effects of of swapping my sleep cycle mm-hmm. from sleeping during the days sometimes and sleeping during the nights other times, I, such that I'm now having to take naps on days I don't work, and it's so good. I napped for an hour today on the couch, and it was the best. Did you start doing edibles? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. I think uh, if I was going to day nap, I would want to be high when I did it. No, I like I have a beer. I have lunch and a beer and then an hour long nap and then I continue about my day and it's delightful. Do you Naps ever... are way 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 too under underutilized. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's possibly true. Hey, uh important question. Do you ever uh combine chocolate chip cookies with beer? Yeah. I yeah, combine everything with beer. Yeah, that's I think that's my go-to combo. Like a good brown or like a porter and a chocolate chip cookie. I, I'm an IPA all the time kind of guy. Uh, or or at, like as cheap fun as it gets, go all the way like Bushlight Pub Beer is one of my go tos because real cheap. Yeah, Rolling Rock, some PBR. I like PBR. I really like Montuck. Have you? We've had yeah. that. Yeah, we've yeah, had yeah. it together. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, well, I think without further ado, we should probably we should just uh, bring him in. You know, we should probably introduce our guest. So this is a person who's not been on the show before. However, is part of the team. Is the part fam. of the team. So uh, on the line. We've got Mike Razak. I mispronounced his name for a long time for many episodes. Hundreds uh, of episodes even. But I, I got it right today. So Mike Razak is the senior contributor for The Watch Clicker. And in addition, he writes for The Time Bum and Two Broke Watch Knobs. And He's a contributor to both those websites. So better than both of us combined. Really gets around. <laughs> he does. And that's why we like him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's super easy. Mike, how are you? I, uh, good. Flattered. <laughs> um, I've been described as one of the loosest reviewers on the web. Yeah, so. no, that's how we Ooh. describe you when you're not here for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm going to join you. I I don't know where the mic is here, but there. Ooh, Ooh, you you got it. Get though. a good one. Yeah, there Nailed we it. go. Got a cream ale. Ooh, what? from Two Silas Brewing. Where's that out of? Right here. It's a local brew. Oh, that's tasty. I haven't had this before. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> like uh, like uh, not root beer. The cream. Like a cream soda. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's that, but with alcohol. And that's, so you're you're in Virginia. You're in Virginia, so that's an East Coast Virginia. beer. Virginia. This is an East Coast beer. Two silos. I've heard. I've not been. Uh, I've heard they have a great playground that's, because yes, they've got the kids. Crucial. Area. They it's have a kids area, and so it is important. in it is within view. You don't have to be in the kids area, so you can kind of be at the tables outside and just kind of eyeball your kid occasionally if, right. and listen for like his it. distinct scream that's yeah. right yeah yeah we've there, got a couple places like that here in town that, we do yeah there's a cidery out that way i i want to say it's in the uh richmond area that does like like Har- hardywood uh, i don't know they, the do, name they of do beer they're big beer it was beer. the first cider I've ever liked, and it was because they all tasted like Jones soda, but they were like five and a half percent alcohol. 
I was like, ooh, I could, I could drink these. I, I had a friend send them to me. essentially liquid sugar. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is what yeah. cider is. But then they sure. added like... With booze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they yeah. made it America. Yeah. You, what's the name of that? What's the name of that gas station market that you guys had out in Virginia? I, I mean, it's it's kind of on the in the south, but Wawa, Wawa, yep. yeah, Wawa. So that is interestingly that is north of us and south of us, but not in the DC area. My wife is from uh, outside uh, Philly, and she we were just talking the other day about that is her like favorite place to get a sub. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is Subway because it's it's right in there in the name, and you can um, eat fresh. And, yeah, Ooh, and also Jared, who is beyond reproach. Oh, boy. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Subway Jared. <laughs> yeah, uh... poster child, America. <laughs> um, so yeah, she was expressing disappointment that it is north and south, but not here. Yeah, totally inaccessible. You know, they've got like a sausage breakfast hot dog thing. I mean, we've got Seven Eleven that does a similar thing. But... Tornadoes are just, they describe how good they are coming in and also the, d- the destruction on the other end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two of them is an F5. It's bad. And I was always impressed with the beer selection, Wawa. That's what brought this up, is that Wawa yeah. always had a respectable beer selection. There's always something that's like, that's a legit beer, you know, like Goose Island or something. Yeah. yeah. Goose Island is good beer. They went so? mainstream, man. Yeah, all right. Fuck, Fuck. Okay, I guess. Now I know. Goose Island has some good beers. All right. Yeah. It's like dogfish head, I think of. It's like an East Coast dogfish head. Yeah. That's, that's how big. I consider They have a couple Goose of Goose Island's uh, out of the Midwest. Here. Right, New England, right? No, Goose Island's out of like Chicago. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Goose Island is Chicago. Well, yeah. that's the East Coast. It's Eastern. <laughs> for I for us, in, yeah. Well, I live I like on the Pacific Ocean. Interestingly like enough, coast. Houston is also the East Coast to Everett. Right. So anything, that's right. anything east of California, Washington, and Oregon is the East Coast. Yeah. Well, people would be like, oh, you're in Minneapolis. You're out west. It's, like, it's true. <laughs> Motherfucker. That's, that's not, that's west amazing. of me is out west. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a stop on the Oregon Trail. Right. Just, just didn't get all the way there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Past St. Louis, it's out west. Well, so, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. And again, apologies sure, for, for mispronouncing your name so many times. Uh, it's happened my entire life. I'm quite used to it. My wife did it a couple times, so it's fine. Yeah, like That's after, her name, too. After she changed her driver's license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Still doesn't say it right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's commitment right there. Yeah. <laughs> We brought you on the show to talk about, I think, a fun a fun topic. I think it could be fun. I think we could also make it incredibly boring, which I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to. And, in fact, I might be lobbying for that just a little bit. I don't think we make it boring. I think there's too much passion behind this. Well, okay, fine, fine. It might be boring. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be bored. Mike came up with it. Let's not sell it too hard, okay? We okay. can always... Well, no, you're playing good cop. I'm playing bad cop. Oh, okay, I see. That's what we're doing. So, Mike, because this is your idea, <laughs> why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? This is a topic that I have in in kind of thinking about this chat, realized that I have almost no concrete views on and a lot of divergent opinions about, um, which is basically everything. Yes. Um, basically, the idea that, you know, what are the pros, cons, um, merits of iterative watch releases? And I stole that phrasing from Will. But, you know, basically, here's... Here's the watch you love. Now it's in blue. Now it's in white gold. Now it's in steel. Oh my God, a luxury watch in steel be still my heart. Um, oh. So, you know, <laughs> who's gaining? Is it, are we being hoodwinked as consumers? Um, well, I, I think there's just, there are a lot of reasons it happens. There, I think a lot of reasons that it would be nice if it didn't happen, but, you know, kind of unpacking that and talking about it and letting, just letting the hate out. Just let yeah. it out, man. Can, let it flow. Can I start our first yeah. tangent? Yeah. Is that a is that a continuous light? Like a photography lamp behind oh, this you? up yeah, here? Yeah, it's a yeah. softbox. Yeah. Yeah, lights. Well, this is I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, the softbox this makes is, more this sense. This is our this is our love pad down here in the basement because it's uh got some very thick walls. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. That's that's a way better lighting. I just I saw the I saw the corner of it and I was like, that's why you're so well lit. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Meanwhile, we have a window. So in about 40 uh, minutes, we're just going to go dark. I had a Zoom interview a couple weeks ago. I had both. I had two continuous lights just blasting my face <laughs> the entire time. Looked great, though. 
That's all that matters. So we can recorrect yeah. from yeah. our first tangent. Yeah. And how about we do some? How about we do some contextual sort of uh, setup on this? Because I think that this conversation is going to get uh, going to get wildly spread out very quickly. So yeah. I think it's important to sort of at least on the front end um, say the reason we're talking about this is because of that fucking bullshit tutor watch. Okay. Uh, yeah. which is not, which is not to say that it's not 58 is actually totally okay. Yeah, it's not to say that it's not an amazing watch Blue. because I'm sure it is an amazing watch, but, but rather to say it was such a weird phenomenon. Yeah. When Tudor drops a blue version of a watch that they've had out at that point for years. Yeah. That was wildly popular. And they built it up. To be like, we're about to break the internet. Get ready. Prepare yourselves for the mayhem. Pyramids of Giza 2.0. Yeah. And it worked, right? And it worked, right? 100%. The internet lost their fucking minds, right? Yeah. Watch Instagram lost its mind. And so whether that's good or bad or, or indifferent, I think is not necessarily the context. Uh and whether it's okay to get excited about those things i mean i mean a yes it is certainly okay to get excited about those yeah. things um but b it's sort of none of our business right but i think more importantly the context of this conversation is what's the value there and are there good ways to do this are there bad ways to do this uh are are there things that we agree with and disagree with and i can already tell we're going to have opinions and conversations and we're probably not going to have enough time to really dive into this topic and and to build on that are we just accepting their marketing strategy are we getting hyped up hyped up hyped 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 and don't care what they release are we just hyped because they they did it they they made us excited are we hyped because they told us so yeah yeah and and also i mean for all the eye rolling and i'm sure we'll talk about rolex but like you know it it doesn't matter because for all the people that are like this fucking shit again, um, you know, there are five or ten people who are dying to have that watch. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm gonna call it a t-shirt cannon because I go fucking crazy when somebody gets out on a floor with a <laughs> yep. t-shirt cannon to to launch a t-shirt that costs three dollars and ninety nine cents. Right. right. I your, go bananas. Your Bank of America. I'll, th- yeah. I'll throw someone down a few flights of stairs to get one of those. Yeah. Out of my way. That's yeah. reasonable. It it's is a grandma. t-shirt cannon. It's a reasonable move. No, grandmas are exactly who you want in front of them, aren't you? Because you're going to win. You, you win yeah. that exchange. I think maybe there's there's more to it than that. And and, and obviously, you're not suggesting that's all it is. But there, no, it is I am. an interesting observation of human nature, right? Which is the excitement that people genuinely feel based on these small, iterative... Uh, it, iterations i guess is maybe just the the better word uh of of an existing product you know is it an iteration we see that with rolex's release just this week yep rolex though it's weird because i was thinking about that um as we were kind of discussing the topic and where the bounds are and one of us brought up you know what what constitutes a new iteration and so you know you look at the op that they basically said, sorry, 39, we're going to 41. So the case is new, right? And then they put the double batons at 369. That's new. Colors are new. So, I mean, do you have a new watch or do you have a updated watch? Yeah. Right. right. Is it a new model? I mean, you have a different size. You have the dial looks, you know, comparatively, that was a pretty simple dial, but you have a, you know, the dial has changed, um, you know, so... You know, what's the difference, too, between, you know, Alamazona putting out the Odysseus, which is ground up new, nothing like it, versus is that qualitatively different? And I'd say yes, from the OP going from 41 and a new dial with colors. Sure. And I think Rolex is, you know, with the BB Blue, we have color changes, right? Same, I know ex- of their, same exact yeah. watch, different Everything color. is the same, right? Then you have on the other side of the spectrum, you know, let's stay with it, the Odysseus, which is totally, I mean, nothing about that was anything that Alangazuna, other than some of the dial details and obviously the craftsmanship quality. Yeah, it's a totally um, new model, a totally mm-hmm. new watch yeah. for, for long. 
And I mean, a new, a new type of clasp that I haven't seen, that push-button clasp, which sure. was awesome. But then in the middle, you have kind of these updates, mm-hmm. right? Like Rolex basically just rolled out with, what, 50% of their collection? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Well, and you see, I mean, you see this with all kinds of companies, right? And I think Rolex has actually done a really good job over the years in maintaining sort of model continuity over iterations, right? A sub is a sub is a sub, even though you can look over the history. I mean, it's like a Volkswagen Beetle, right? Uh, it, it changes. Uh, it changes over time. And, and furthermore, if Rolex wasn't updating it, it would be super disappointing. So I think that they've done a good job keeping things modern and fresh. Um, they, yeah, there's a there's a balance that I think brands like that have to strike between. I mean, they have their mainstays. They have their, they, you know, Rolex can't not make a sub, and the sub has to look a certain way, right? And so how do they maintain that? They, they can't just be like, you know, it can't be like a, think about like the original CRV. I have a CRV and then the newest CRV. Those, those are the general shape is the same. Everything else is different. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that with a sub, no matter how long you waited. Right. So Rolex, I think to your point has struck that balance of, um, iterating with small, small steps and gradual changes, you know, without, and they do those, but without, I mean, you can still hold a 5513 and a whatever number. I don't know what they're at now and say, these are the same watch, you know, essentially. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I think that that's maybe something different than the iterative examples that we're kind of here to talk about today, right? What we're yeah. talking about is either one-offs or um, a, a, a modest refinement or just a re-release um, of an existing model. And and I think that there's some things that we can sort of point to as sort of turning point examples. And I think obviously a good start is the Tudor. Um, and maybe we just talk about that a little bit more, you know, w- w- what Tudor did, why it was important, why people loved it. Um, but, but from there, you know, you know, where do we go? Yeah. Cause I do think, I do think that it's okay for a company to release something exciting and different. And, and I think the BB58 is is a perfect place for Tudor to have done that because that watch came out and I think that there was this very excited and accepting group of people. I suspect that that was a bit of an experiment for Tudor uh, because otherwise they would have released it as a full model as the Blue Bay. Like what? I mean, I guess what what are they getting? There's already no, color I, 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 iterations. I, 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 like, mean, I mean, the Black Bay 58, the, yeah. the original oh, okay. black and gilt Black Bay 58. When they released that, oh, okay. I suspect that, that was an experiment for Tudor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it there, nothing about that watch broke the mold. It wasn't a daring experiment, but it they were, I mean, they took a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was a, a pretty calculated. I mean, it's a clean diver with proportions that are very familiar, um, especially inside the Rolex family, um, with color combinations that are generally pleasing and known to work, right? The original one, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, they were, who was Tudor before that? Like, you know, like, I, I mean, I know they were coming back and I remember seeing ads in magazines for them, but I, I feel like they kind of blew the lid off things when they dropped that and they were like oh now Tudor is this force yeah I, you know i think maybe that's true i think the pelagos had been around for a while and it's an immensely popular watch but i think you're right there was something that happened with the release of that black bay 58 that sort of cemented them as gonna as having the ability to really hit that sweet spot right i think that's what that watch did they made themselves relevant and not a in not necessarily a competitive way to rolex but in in a adjacent way. And I, I think that's important. That was important for Tudor to, to be able to stand alone without their, w- without being the little brother to Rolex. And the Black Bay did that. And so then when they come out with the, with the Blue Bay, uh, Bay Blue or Blue the, Bay, do we want to go with? Bay Blue? What's the name of that? What's the name of that? Baby Blue. Baby Blue. Deep Blue. Sweet Baby Blue. Um, I think that when they come out with the Blue, uh, it gives them an opportunity. And I think they missed it, right? It, it's a single color, and I think in terms of marketing, it works really well for them. But as a consumer, I feel a little bit like you're pissing on my back and telling me it's raining. 
Yeah, why didn't they come out with more than blue? Come out with a a, a color series. The 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 R and D that went into just that blue could have been a whole. Uh, hey, here's our color line. Well, there's no R and D. It's just blue. Yeah, but it's that's what I'm blue. saying. Is is come out with a color line? Hey, the Black Bay is now available as the Hulk or available in all red. I mean, the way they did, the way Rolex did with the OP. Like, hey, here's this whole new color line. Don't just give me blue and tell me it's this magical, like revolution in the watch industry and that's the problem i take with the with the baby blue is that it's not impressive it doesn't deserve it didn't deserve half even of the hype that they generated behind it because it's not new it's it's an iteration at best yeah well i will say this i will say this and then we can move on to a to maybe some other watches but i will say that I love that watch. I think it's a great watch. It is, but I'm not that I'm not as excited about it as they wanted me to be, or well, as anybody was. Well, I, I don't think that you have to be excited, right? I think that I think that the community was excited, and so, and so, what then? What then is uh, a version? I, I mean, I think that the obvious example is a limited edition. How do we how do we do this in a way that's acceptable? And that isn't going to frust- frustrate people. You know, limited editions are universally, almost universally hammered on. And we've talked about limited mm-hmm. editions. And I came out on the side of, I think limited editions are pretty fucking awesome. But I think that it's popular to say limited editions are bad. How do we do this? How do we make a special version of an existing watch? And, and if so, how do we do it in a way that's inoffensive? Make it blue? I mean... I think it comes down to to the branding of why why the why is the is the important part for me. Like, is is it a limited edition because you're adding a subdial because you're you're doing a something relevant to that year dial color? Are you are you partnering with a with a company that's doing something big at that point in the year? Or like, why is it a limited edition? Or is it a limited edition because you're just you're, you're using it to see if people are going to like that, and then make it not a limited edition in the future? I. Limited edition. I, I I agree. First off, like I hate how Seiko does limited editions. Right? We're talking about limited in the largest quotes you can imagine. And now, for a company like Seiko that makes millions of watches a year, maybe it's limited for them. But general numbers, you're talking about things that are limited to what seven thousand, five thousand, six thousand. That's not a limited edition. I mean, in the technical definition, it is. But then. You know, and it's interesting because we're talking about these new dials and changing dial colors and being iterative. And I think people complain about that, but I don't hear a lot of complaints about Seiko, right? Seiko seems to just get away with it. They, I mean, how many Grand Seiko with the exact same case have different dials? I mean, it's just dial after dial after dial. They're all limited editions. It seems once a week. You know, but is it is it problematic? Maybe that's the better question. Is it problematic? You know, Omega gets a lot of shit, right? Because because of their limited editions. Because but, every Speedy is a limited edition. But like, yeah. uh, and there are four thousand of them. This yeah. Brian May, this Brian Super May, cool watch. Loved uh, it. Seiko Five is fantastic, right? I mean, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't wear it. it. It's not my style. I want my watch mm-hmm. to be something different than that. However, but I love it. I think that's a fucking cool watch. And I think if you're a huge Brian May fan, what a neat watch to have, right? Yeah. Uh, it, I feel the same way, like an Olympic series watch, right? I'm going to get my 2020 Olympics watch. Or 2021. 2021 Olympics watch. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I don't think that that's problematic, right? They make an X amount because they know they can sell them. People buy those, then they have them, and nobody else has them. I, and I think, I think that that's... it's consumer behavior that's driving the disgust, which... Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, there's always the argument, and it's a bit of a cop-out, but it, it's not wrong that, you know, if the market will bear it, then it is what it is. You can't, you know, the market, you know, Rolex isn't going to stop what they do with their supply control shit. And, but because, you know, it's only good for Rolex. So why would they stop? They're not going to stop that until people stop buying Rolexes. You know, Seiko isn't going to stop do, doing all these new dials constantly until people stop buying it. So if the market bears these behaviors, then there's nothing that's going to stop them. Yeah. Well, and and I don't know. I mean, I think that it's we're we're in a bandwagon 
uh, society, right? Where it's, if you have an emotional reaction and someone else has the emotional reaction, it's easy, it's easy to jump on board. You know, we live in a society where the bubbles, um, we've got, you, you know, someone can say, Hey, this baby shampoo has a certain amount of this chemical, which is known to leach formaldehyde. And so basically you're bathing your child in carcinogens. Never mind the fact that it's like one millionth of the dose of a carcinogen yeah. dose over the course of, you know, 50 years. You, you know, if you give your baby a couple shampoos with this thing, they've basically got a zero percent right. times infinity chance to get cancer. It, it then some sort of uh a watchdog organization says, you know, Johnson and Johnson has carcinogenic baby shampoos and everybody loses their shit, right? It's mm-hmm. unhealthy. It's unhealthy. Uh, you, you know, then you're stressed out because you've been bathing your bathing your baby in cigarette butts and it's it's are you terrible. Not supposed to do that? Even though it's totally irrational. You, oh. you cigars no, are preferred. Cigars yeah, yeah, are that preferred. That makes sense. Yeah. That's right. I like pipe tobacco. I always really liked the uh, the way the baby smelled after a pipe tobacco bath. But you know. a good rub down with used pipe tobacco mm-hmm. is yes. really. I mean, and it'll stay on them for weeks, which is great. <laughs> That's right. It's it's oxidizing. Uh, yeah. So you know the same thing happens, right? It's like oh well, this five thousand dollar Hodinky clock that they made ninety of that. Uh, you, you uh, know. Fifty nine ninety nine. Fifty yeah. Fifty nine hundred. Yeah. 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 What? What I say? Five thousand. That's oh, a, that oh, was yeah. a whole Five, thousand off. Yeah. Six um, thousand. As it was recently described in a chat I'm involved in, the dead animal box. Yes. Because it's just the animal carcass with the movement in it. But you know, it's like, who fucking cares? They've got to sell ninety of these things so they can fund their sinking ship operation. You know? Who? But who bought those? Cares? Who bought those? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Every other Hodinkee release, every other, you see it on Instagram all over the place. Nobody's posted those. Yeah. Well, because there aren't very many of them, right? The people who buy those aren't on Instagram, right? Probably it, not. Nobody's losing their shit when when Alexander Chaikin releases the new dumb fucking Joker watch, right? Because nobody's buying them. Nobody. It's like I love those watches. It's like <laughs> one, literally one percent of the population. That buys that shit. Don't freak out. Yeah. It's somebody else's shit. Leave them alone. But they're not generating think- hype around it. Hodinky did. Hodinky generated an absurd amount of hype around that clock. It made no sense. Yeah, I mean, I maybe- think the, the issue here's here's where I, I don't know if people are talking about this. Here's the big issue. If Hodinky had done that with a as a collaboration, as they have every other watch that yeah. they've done. Yeah, that's right. It would have been fine. If that had JLC. Mm-hmm who has historically made those kind of watches on there, it would have been fine. But Hodinkee jumped in and said, it's time for us to make our own branded watch. Well, and you know, they... And they they talked about it with the historicity of it being a JLC watch, and it wasn't. Clock. And and you know, it was a collaboration. They used a historic clockmaker in Switzerland to put it together. Well, in that that case, every Raven watch is a collaboration with the vendors that make it. I mean, that's the, I mean, but you know, you know, I, maybe I'm saying something different. I think it could have been an opportunity for them to blow up this watchmaker or this clockmaker. Look, we worked with this historic clockmaker in Switzerland. You know, there was opportunities and it's missed marketing and whatever. But at the end of the day, there's only ever going to be a hundred of these things Get off of it. Who cares? Oh, well, right. you can't even fly if people don't have work. Well, biz- well the world doesn't fucking stop. I yeah. want one. Uh, you want one of the travel clocks? <laughs> <laughs> it lasts for eight days, man. Yeah, <laughs> power reserve for days. I-, I want one. So I wouldn't buy one, but if you want to give me yours because you hate sure. it, I'll take it. I guess that's an interesting... Maybe, maybe that's a segue just into uh, the idea that... Some of this stuff is only an issue because we make it an issue, right? Right. I mean, we're all we're all so entrenched, and by all I mean watch fam, right? Um, who kind of devour watch stuff all the time. Constantly. I mean, I, I I speak to my watch friends, as it were, more than I speak to my best friends. That doesn't necessarily make them closer. I love you guys if you're listening. Um, but they're not, Mm -mm. they're not just our moms. They're not listening. Oh, cool. 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 Hey mom. Um, (laughs) but you know, we're all, we're just, you know, every new release we're sharing and, and immediately. And as somebody who reviews watches, I'm constantly critiquing. I got yelled at 
because I was at the uh, the time bomb does district time, which is the his uh, like wind up, but much much smaller. Right. Um, and we went out to dinner with a couple of people, with maybe five or six people. Um, and one of the guys was wearing the Alpina sh- shit wrist or something. I don't know. It, it was shiny poop colored in a like rose gold plated case. Gross. Uh, yeah. Um, and the date window was at two o'clock. What? Correct response. And I <laughs> and I commented openly to the table about that, and somebody was on me right away. It was like, why are you? Why say something? Like, why do you feel the need? Why Why is that the first thing you mention about the watch when you try? And he made a good point, and it speaks to that idea that we're just kind of always kind of sniping at things, you know. And as a critic, I do that constantly. But if um, I'm going to wear something that doesn't make any sense, I want to wear something that doesn't make any sense because that was a decision. Not because they're like, oh, this could be cool. No, I want to wear a fucking backwards, like a, a counterclockwise turning watch if I'm going to wear something that doesn't make sense. The Ludovic Ballard, which yeah. has the numbers on the wrong way. Yeah. I'm going to, if you're going to do something dumb, go all in. Don't just do it because you're like, oh, this could be cool. Hit, hit it hard. Yeah. But, but right. So but I think, I think you have a point where it's, you know, is there a problem or are we creating problems? Oh, we're creating is, problems. Is the, is the production a problem or are we creating problems? And frankly, the more I thought about this, you know, the more I was like, this is, I guess this isn't that big of an issue. And as I looked at different brands and like, these brands aren't producing anything, they just produce, you know, so Along and Zone, for example, did that their anniversary, their 25th anniversary or whatever, they did a new a new watch every month, but it was the same goddamn watch with where I think they changed the what the primary city was on the date wheel or something. Yeah. <laughs> 12 of them. Right. And all of and that was a new watch. It's like that's not a fucking new watch. Right. Well, if you got to <laughs> drop 12 in a year, that that kind of fits. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you're doing is you know, really quick turnaround on your city wheel. Yeah. Well, and and I think and I think at some point it's okay to be uh, critical of these non-changes that are changes, but but at some point we have to decide um, that it's going to be okay, right? It's all it's all going to be okay, you, you know. Yeah. Because also watches don't matter. Watches don't matter, oh. but but more than that, right? Because I think that that's a I think that that's a little bit cheap, uh, yeah, Mike. Um, but, but more, more than that, I think because it's, because there's so many consumers and there's so much opportunity to play, you know, some people really want to play it safe. They say, you know, I, I I won't ever buy a watch with acrylic, right? We've got a a good friend of the show, uh, our friend Pete, uh, he's chilling with watches on YouTube and I recommend you check him out. It's a really good YouTube channel. Uh, he does very low key reviews of watches and he, his content's great. Uh, but he's a good friend of mine and he refuses. He, I'm simply not going to wear a watch with an acrylic crystal. And the thing is, it's okay. His reasons are totally good and rational. Meanwhile, I'm a guy, I'm like, if you would just give me every watch with an acrylic crystal, no, I'd be pumped, right? Hard <laughs> I, pass, hard <laughs> pass. I'm with, I'm with, I'm with. Uh, Pete, was it? Yeah, Pete, chilling, chilling with watches, chilling with watches on YouTube. Wit, Check what, him out. Yeah, yeah, wit. He's great. Wit. That's right. Although uh, I will, I know he doesn't have my, the heart my to wrist, say wit on his YouTube channel. That's he says what. Wit. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my wrists are too out of control to handle the guaranteed damage, and I know you can just buff them out, but. I'm lazy. No, me same, same, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a flailer. You yeah. are, and so as Andrew well knows. wacky waving inflatable arm tube man. <laughs> yeah, flailing tube man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So, but I guess the point is, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to yeah. have different things. It's okay to have different things that some people are gonna like and other people are not. So, so then, and I think Will Will pointed to to the fact that you know. In his review of the Black Bay, and I think in his Blue Bay. he kind of in the, the purple the purple cove. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> purple cove. Um, that's, that's their Anadigi model. Yeah, that's very right. ugly. Dude, it's I bronze. would I would buy that. I would by buy the way. a purple Anadigi Anadigi BB fifty eight. I'm on it. Um, 
he he anticipated kind of the backlash. I mean, and it had already started at that point. Um, He started it. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. accurate. Tudor released a new watch. It is blue. That is all. Purchase. (laughs) (laughs) And and he said, you know, I I think it is important to understand the fact that, you know, and I've I've never confirmed this. I, I don't know anybody inside enough to confirm this, but that I think a lot of these brands use these iterations to kind of keep the doors open. Yes. And to so that they can make, you know, new models and, you know, pour money into research when you're talking about bigger brands. Um, Lauren, who is the the time bum, uh, told me uh, he was up at uh What's the New York show where you can go hands-on with like super expensive watches? Um, it runs almost simultaneously, I think, with Wind Up. Is it Watches and Wonders? Um, no, that's, no, no, that's it's um. Oh, you have to buy tickets. I forget what it is. You know, I actually know nothing about watches, so I can. Oh. It's on the tip of my tongue. It'll. I'll yell it here in a minute. You know, I've heard about Lauren that that guy's a real bum. A yeah, ti- a uh, well, bum. a time bum. A time bum. watch time. Watch time, New York. Watch Tom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a big show. Yeah, he was up there and uh, he uh, he was talking to one of the brand owners. And uh, apparently I'd love to go because you buy a ticket and it's a little expensive. But all the brand owners are just there chatting with people and you can just, you know, handle, you know, whereas at like Basel, if you don't have a press pass, you don't get to touch anything. You know, are they easy to counterfeit? Do you know? What's that? The press pass Uh, at Basel? Yeah. Yeah, but you still have to pay uh, airfare. Yeah, that's that's true. And also, the show doesn't exist anymore, so whatever. We'll we've, see. Heard, we've heard rumors that it's going to be resurrected, that it's going to come back. We've it, heard, in a different form, I'm sure. We've we've heard pretty credible rumors that that's happening yeah. nowish. I think, yeah, I think next year, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, as um, early as next year. Yes. That said, I also heard rumors that with this round of Rolex releases, they are. Um, from from a friend who spoke to an AD that you know who inquired what's the waitlist going to be like, the AD said shouldn't be a problem this time around. They have upped production. Oh, is that even true? On, Interesting. Even on steel models, yeah. Wow. wow. Which is yeah a big wow. Oh. Gray market guys are going to be hurting. They're going to shit. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, he was there and he said uh, one of these big watch guys said, "Listen, the innovation." happens below a thousand and above ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars right because the guys below a thousand have to whether it's design color choice i mean look at the new rolex that yellow dial who did that first i just have been like seven versions of that right no but helios yeah. i mean uh, i'm the first one i saw and i may be wrong i'm sure somebody may chime in uh send an email but Helios send came it out to Mike. If you're going to send an email, send it to Mike because I barely even check them. It's Mike at don'tcare.com. <laughs> um, yeah, Helios, but I think Raven's got a version of that. Raven's got a version. Mike Collins Sonar yes. that I have. I mean, a lot, it's, it's a good color. And I think, you know, Jason at Helios, I'm going to say he was the first. He took a chance and it worked, right? He took a chance. And with the pastel blue, too. Mm-hmm. That, now, Tiffany blue is obviously been a color that people know but um never heard of it uh tiffany Who's is a tiffany? He ma- lamp maker oh yeah i remember those songs the t- tiffany right breakfast at tiffany yeah so okay. so yeah so tiffany the lamp maker changed his name after hearing that song <laughs> um and he also makes letter pendants for your wife tiffany is one of those companies that's like someday i'm gonna be in a i'm gonna be at a garage sale and i'm gonna find a, a stained yeah. glass lamp and take it I'm, home and then go to Antiques Roadshow and pass out. Yeah. Just retire. Pass out and then retire. Yeah. 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 So I hate to do this. I think we probably need to transition. We could make this show into like a 10-part series because I'm sure we all have more and more thoughts about this. Uh, with that said, I, I don't know this went exactly the way we expected it to. So in the context... This is exactly how I expected this. This was it. This was... Like I'm wearing, work. I'm wearing more clothes. I told you, I told you beforehand that I have a number of divergent opinions about this and no concrete thoughts, and that's where we landed. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I think it, it's a big discussion with a lot of 
facets and I think recognizing the core issues, which is we as a watch fan make make these things issues that, you know, these companies, brands typically use this to continue business and that's okay. And we as consumers kind of need to accept that if we want all the other good stuff that we really like. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and in 1997, Tudor releases a blue uh, BB-58. No one, 5,000 people on the face of the earth know. Right? Maybe. Right, right. Maybe. Maybe. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so... Because they happen to buy one of the 5,000 that are available. Yeah. In the context of our ability to worship a brand, uh, it becomes problematic because we have expectations that are unreasonable or unfair or or perhaps just it is what it is. In any event, there's no problem with Tudor releasing a blue version of his watch. There is no problem with people. I've heard it's totally okay. I've, I've heard it's pretty good. I, okay. <laughs> good. Capital G, capital O. Well, the blue because of the specs. O, the blue B. is pretty good. Yeah. 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 So with all that said, you're right. We just have to be willing to allow business to take place while we also fanboy and fangirl about such business. No, do the things that we want and nothing else matters. Yeah. That's what I want. That's where I am. And, yeah. And by we, we mean me specifically. Me. Yeah, me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, Seiko I does it. The world. That's right. Seiko releases everything for me. <laughs> That's true. It is weird. It is weird that they put Andrew on the back of the cases. All, all engraved, Andrew. Yeah. 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 I provided them yeah. that. I provided them that profile for the Eshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful. You know, it's Thank you. it's lovely. Thank you. Yeah. I used a soft chin. Box. It's, yeah. It's it was chiseled. It's a little less so now, but you know, it was a it was my heyday. Oh, you're so humble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's simply carved now. Yeah. 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 Andrew, other things. Oh, geez, we're already there. What you got, boo? We have my other thing. Yeah. So it's 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 weekend for me. So I was it's the freaking weekend. It, it and, and I had me some fun. I hit the Netflix. Oh, shit! Hercules, Hercules. And I found a new show. And I did work. I watched Cobra Kai. We just oh, started this we on just Netflix. This. So I a little bit of background. Cobra Kai. Two seasons are available on Netflix. It originally started as a YouTube show, mm-hmm. uh, like YouTube Red or Platinum. Yeah, or this was the YouTube's f- attempt at an to original. sell subscriptions. It didn't work. Netflix Failed. grabbed it, and they made it a top 10 show, just pop, yeah. like that. Yeah. It has <laughs> William YouTube Zabka. needs to stay in their lane. It has Ralph Macchio, <laughs> and it has John Kreese. I don't remember his real name, the actor. It's got these people 30-some years later... And they did such a good job taking the 80s feel of Karate Kid and mm. making it into a TV show. I'm like, I was three episodes in. I was like, how are they going to make a whole season out of this? And then they did. And then I finished two. season one. And I was like, what are they going to do with season two? Still that same 80s movie feel, that same acting, but like revamped, modernized and brought into the modern era. I watched two seasons of them. They're about 28 or to 32 minutes per yeah, episode. Right. There's 20 episodes available a day and a half and I'm done. And they have confirmed a season three. It it was awesome. I loved it. And the, what I liked most about it, you don't have to remember Karate Kid. Yeah. Every, like the episodes, the, the, the series itself is independent of Karate Kid. But if you know Karate Kid... It's that much better. Well, and they give you so much they historical do. They, footage. They fill too. in the gaps. And I don't yeah. know how they got the rights to all that Karate Kid footage, but they did. Yeah, they got it. And it's it fills in the gaps that you must know. And the rest of it's just like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. so oh let and me that, ask yeah. you this question. Yeah. If Sorry, Mike, no questions. Sorry, no questions. Oh, okay, cool, other cool. Things. Yeah. Let me it's, make yeah. a statement and you can respond to it. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that better. You're... Your love of this new show is directly correlated and depended upon your nostalgia and affinity for the original films. It helped. It you helped. could th- this could stand alone. Like I could, okay. I you could watch it with your like Ev. You could watch it with your kids have, having never seen Karate Kid, and they would like the show. It's fun. It's that weird like eighties. Like a karate fetish because for some reason in the eighties sure. martial arts yes. was the thing. 
there's a ton of that. And early 90s, because yeah. if I can remind you about the movie Surf Ninjas. Yeah, no, you're right. That's my bad. Surf Ninjas, yeah. um, goddamn. So, but it, there's all that. There's the weird, like, high schoolers who are played by 30-year-olds, because that's what high schoolers look like. Like, all these things from yeah. the 80s. You're like, oh, this this is it. So you can you can have no knowledge of the Karate Kid, love Cobra Kai, then go back and watch Karate Kid, and you'll... I think you'll like Cobra Kai that much more. I really wish there was more Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, she, yeah, there's, yeah, sorry. No, it's fantastic. We've watched, well, admittedly, we've only watched three episodes, but it's been fantastic. It's so good. It's weird yeah. good. It like, it it pulls on of those like 80s movie classic strings that you have like from your childhood. M- Mike, I, you said directly, directly associated to your nostalgia. I think indirectly, because I think, here's the deal. I think it stands alone. Yeah, but I don't think you'd watch it. So you don't think I'd watch it? No, I don't think anybody would watch it. I think if oh, yeah. not for the connection, it, it would be a hard sell. Yeah, but with the connection, the sell becomes easy, especially with the commitment. Right, the commitment's low. It feels, and then it winds up being entertaining and good. That's my guess. Are these hour long or thirty minutes? Thirty minutes. Oh, game over. Yeah. Oh, it was it was toast. I was done with it, and my wife, like while she's working, because I I don't work during the day. She'd come in and be like, are you still watching it? Like, yep. And she'd watch an episode. And last night, I finished the last one. And she's like, wait, did you just watch 20 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> no. no that's yeah. A, that's a good That's a good. Watch. I hammered it. I think that's probably the fastest I've finished two seasons of television. Good for you. Yeah, I did work. And there's a, there's a... That's where that chin went. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd bring I'd bring multiple beers to the table and then just lay down so that I had I could save trips to the, to yeah. the fridge. You know what I like to do occasionally. I've only done this once actually, but I did it. But I did do it once. Is I bought a six pack of beer and I poured it into a pitcher and filled the pitcher all the way up oh. and then drank the beer out of a pitcher. I like that. I I will usually bring like a little lunch like a lunch pail. Like, oh yeah, like a cooler ice in it. and I'll put a bunch of beer in there. Yeah. No, so I, if I weren't doing milk. this podcast right now i've had two beers if i were like sitting watching something i would be out asleep it's just late for out. you past well, yeah, no 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 no. at any time of day is there oh. <laughs> two beers i'm done <laughs> i'm good that's that's the equivalent of most people's six pack yeah fair enough fair enough well you're handling yourself very well thank you yeah beautiful beautiful princess <laughs> <laughs> and there it goes. Mike, what's up? What are your other things? So I want to start with a buddy of mine at Wound Wheels, my buddy Alex. Uh, this is this is more a cautionary tale. This is another thing not to do. Uh-oh. Okay? Yeah. Curveball audience listeners, moms, uh, our three moms. I've done another um, thing of something I hated before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read the item description here amazon brand hyphen now the next two words are all caps buttoned down (laughs) now we're back to normal capitalization (laughs) men's slim fit super 110 italian wool suit jacket (laughs) why would he do Nope, don't do it don't do it so (laughs) 9.99 right 41 bucks don't (laughs) do it (laughs) so my buddy i'm chatting with him he gets it. He's so excited for this. <laughs> he he gets it. And he says, so this, he bought it thinking it was a $41 suit. What? He gets it says, the suit is a jacket. The jacket <laughs> does not fit. And it feels cheaper than $41. I'm sure it's super 110. I'm sure uh, it's super 110. Uh, I'm going to get one for a Halloween costume. <laughs> I think so. I like how buttoned down is in all caps. It, I don't. It's that's a not jacket. A type, is it? Yeah, that's not a type of blazer. How many buttons does it have? You it's can't. A, it's there's a, no such thing I mean, as a button-down blazer. Is it five Maybe button? There is shit. I don't know. Is it? Or is it no, like a double-breasted? No, 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 no. no. It, it's it's not it's not a Sunday church suit. Um, it's a double two buttons. I mean, listen, on the model, it looks great. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, they, they built him have for those that. Clamps in the back, like they have on the mannequins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um. So it didn't fit. So shocking. And uh, yeah, is it lined? I mean, what's the? It, 
I, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm it's, sure it's fully it's, canvas. Yeah, yeah, is I'm it, sure. Obviously, fused lining, but but at that price, is it lined at all? Is, is it, it sized in inches or is it sized the, in sizes? So listen, the third feature on this about this item is button closure. Yeah, yeah that's important. Uh, we've got buttons and holes <laughs> to put the buttons in. Uh, so. <laughs> we don't talk a lot about clothes on this show, and I know, I know, Mike, you're you're a clothes head, a bit. Not not. I, I don't nerd out. Uh, there was a short period where I had a bit of a style blog, oh, uh, but oh, ooh, a sartorial oh, blog. You got Nobody it. read it. You've got Nobody to come to it. it. Can I still find it? Is it on Blogspot.com? It sure is. Yeah, yeah. What is it? The best thing since yesterday. Blogspot.com. I think a lot of the vi- pictures are gone. But uh, you can still read my wry wit. Fantastic! <laughs> I'm all over it. So, um, but I don't think I don't think Andrew is is really a close head. I mean, Andrew's you're you're well dressed, but you're not really. I don't get weird about it. Yeah, I stay. Yeah, I don't. I, I stay I, modern. I, I stay up to date. Yeah. I don't get weird. Mike, if you're about to say you don't get weird with it, you had a fashion blog. Yeah. So please do not say you don't get weird with it. I don't any longer get oh, weird. Okay. With it. Fanta. That, that's yeah. a, that's fair. I learned a lot forgot most of it and took some of it with me i used to have a burger blog eugeneburgerblog.blogspot.com i think so, it's still it. up yeah it is still up you can still find it so have you, you guys know a place called alley or the alley or alley express no alibaba <laughs> no it's a place in eugene my buddy that i told you guys about who is agate alley yeah, Agate yeah, Alley. Yes. I had one of the yeah, best sandwiches of my life there. Yeah. Everett and I went there two times in one day for a uh, pork, <laughs> pork belly confit. Pork belly slider. Yeah, pork belly slider. slider. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't blame you. Twice I went in when a I day. visited my friend. That and Pops ice cream. Uh, is that what Prince, it's called? Prince Pucklers. Prince Puklers. Right yeah, across that, the street from Agate yeah. Alley. Yes. Yes. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's Fantastic why I went stuff. Yeah. Um, so let me give you a good thing. Uh, my wife and I just, and Speaking of 30 minutes, my wife and I just finished The Americans. Oh, oh so geez. good, dude. Jeez. Amazing. Yes. yes. Also, Carrie Russell. Come, come on. on. Yeah. Come Whew. on. Yeah. Still got it. Yes. Um, Has it better now? Yeah. Yeah. She's going to continue to get hotter. Until she's she's going to be like George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She could yeah. be she about She and Matthew Reese are together and have a child. I heard they're boning. I've heard active. <laughs> I've heard that <laughs> actively. I heard she makes him use his American accent. He's totally, he's totally out of his league. You know what? Yeah. That's the that's the benefit of being Hollywood. Yeah. When you're super rich, you can date out of your league. <laughs> I was yeah. in, I was in movies. But here's and the thing: the she's also super rich. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Probably richer than him. Perhaps. No, I think she's a better. I mean, she's a better actor than him. Yeah, and she's for sure hotter than him. Wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to get into movies. I, I mean, know. my wife is pretty you. awesome, so I guess I'm okay. I'm not good enough at anything to be in a movie. <laughs> they wouldn't even cast me as an extra. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> no, so I well, you you so dug we, it. You dug the Americans. Loved the Americans. So good. Uh, went it, through it as fast as one can go through a one-hour drama, which is not that fast. It's like seven seasons long. Five, uh, six seasons, um, all of which have... Thank God it was on FX. So yeah. I think most of the seasons were 10 and 11, not like this CSI 22 season bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you, I really liked the feel of that, you know, super, super 80s feeling. It was basically yeah. exactly like Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With as much karate. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, almost as much karate. What's crazy about that is the cameo was weird at the in the fifth season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he was mostly bones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Womp, womp. I think they cast his hologram yeah. as him, Tupac, and Biggie. <laughs> Rest in peace, Pat Morita. So after Doing that, we've karate. just started watching uh, Shit's Creek. How many? Yes. Oh, wait, how many other things? Because we're gonna have to talk about. Uh, no, this is this oh, is. Uh, 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 well, uh, uh, he said he had three other things. Okay, keep it coming. No, I, I didn't Shit's Creek is so fucking good. <laughs> so good. So we. So, but I also what makes it even more sweet for us is we went from watching a one hour drama oh. to a 30 minute comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're burning through f- four or five, sometimes six a night. So Cause our son is down by eight 30 and I'm like, do you want to watch Shit's Creek? Let's go, 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 go. <laughs> cause we have to go down both stories cause our TV's in our basement. And so we're like, I'm like, cue it up. I'm going to get a cookie. So <laughs> I, uh, my wife started watching Shit's Creek without me and I had, um, I went, 
I joined her on the couch and I'm watching it. And I had mistaken it for the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And I kept wondering, I was like, I didn't know Eugene Levy was in this. Also, where's that girl from The Office? I watched like four episodes before I was like, I, I think I'm not watching what I think I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I loved it. And I have continued watching because I love Eugene Levy. And is, uh, is Eugene Levy is a Canadian American treasure. I'm going to claim him. But... He's an American treasure. We've yeah. we've got yeah. him. He's ours now. And his his son is his son in the show. Mm-hmm. And Twyla, the cafe woman, that's his daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And son is David Levy, right? Dan Levy. Dan and they Levy. co-created the show. And Dan Levy was on an episode of Hot Ones, and he was fantastic. Just saying. Dan Levy, Hot Ones episode, probably my favorite. Uh, somebody I work with told me he, I reminded him of Sean Evans, and I've never been so flattered. Yeah, you... Uh, I'll talk about that until the day I die. It's a similar look. It's a similar look. So... I have to Google Sean Evans. So, other things. Don't buy the $41 button-down Super 110s jacket. Don't do it. Or do. It's not Super 110s. And... Well, hold on. Fucking blows. Uh, Shit's Creek and also the Americans. All fantastic things. Yeah. Are, are we actually holding for something good here? I'll hold. No, I, I didn't know if it actually said Super 110. Oh. I thought maybe they just said it does, but I thought maybe they just said 110 Italian wool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is not Super 110 it at 41 be. bucks because just the amount of fabric yeah. is more money than. The price of the whole jacket. Just the so. amount of fabric for that jacket should be more than $41. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's like, this in is, Vic- I mean, they, Super 110's Italian wool, genuine horn buttons. Yeah, but Super 110 is like the horn 50 of bucks what? a yard, right? So, spun at the foot of the Alps in Biella, Italy from Merino sheep. Long, thin fibers create fabric offering ease of movement and all day comfort and flexibility. Good God, it sounds great. This I'm going to buy 10. Yeah. For the cost of one sport coat, I'm going to buy 10. I'm going to buy one in every size. Buttoned down. Because that's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I've got another thing. Oh, yes. This is going to be my second week talking about golf adjacent. Okay. God damn it. As a serial hobbyist, right? As a serial hobbyist. That's our thing. You, you go through phases, right? So I've got mm-hmm. like a phase of this is the thing I'm thinking about. This is the thing I'm thinking about. So I tend to like, right? Dicks. It's like, oh, everyone's spent three weeks talking about golf shit, you know? Dicks. Uh, been golfing, been watching golf YouTube. I bought a set of irons. I bought a golf bag. I, I'm getting a little Who, crazy. What kind here. of irons do you buy? I bought Mizuno irons because okay. I like all things Japanese. They make baseball stuff, but go on. They do make baseball stuff, but they also make like the best irons in the game. Oh, I mean, there's well, like there's a lot of debate there. Well, this is like Miura, Hanma, Mizuno. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, also bought a golf bag from Jones. I bought oh, you a Jones bought it? bag. I did buy a Jones bag. Uh, but I have been watching. There's a there's a golf channel called Random Golf Club. And so you just grab a club out of his bag and bang on a ball? Yes. No, it's different than that. Okay. But it is Sounds good. Uh, it, <laughs> it is hosted by a fellow named Eric Anders Lang. And he's just one of these personalities, right? He's not a particularly good golfer. I mean, he's a very good golfer, right? He's probably like a two, three, or four handicap, right? Which puts him in very good company. There's a lot of people that handy that are two, three. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper's four handicap, I think, right? Yeah. Still today at 60 or whatever he is, right? Yeah. He's a four he's handicap. Very good at golf. So he's like a four handicapper, but he's got a fantastic personality and he just has a fantastic channel. So Random Golf Club, I have been a little immersed in Eric mm-hmm. Anders Lang, Random Golf Club YouTube videos for the last like two weeks. I'm having a So the way it came up, I watched his. So last week, my other thing was Jones Sports, Jones Golf Bags, mm-hmm. the resurrected bones of the former sort of ncaa supplier jones bags uh well he made a video on jones and i found this and then i found that he also interviewed cameron weiss who i think is maybe like who also probably wouldn't come on our show even if we invited him right (laughs) Cameron, i thought i bet we could get i bet we could talk cameron into coming in um but you know cameron's got his own cameron's got his own podcast and so uh Eric Anders Lang interviewed Cameron Weiss, and I thought, who is this guy? And I start watching his videos, and I'm just immediately immersed. Fantastic video quality. He's a filmmaker by trade. Uh, So I will say this. I have cold called, by way of Instagram DM, Eric Anders Lang. 
to come on 40 and 20. And if there's any PIs out there and you can get us his home address, yes. we'll fly to his house and knock yeah. his door. If you know Eric, mm-hmm. tell him to check his messages. 40 and 20 messaged him. Everett from 40 and 20 messaged him. Uh, I did cold call him to come on the show because I think he's just great. Great. And golfers like watches because golfers are hobbyists. And he's a watch head. So this guy, so here's here's my deal. I messaged him immediately after watching. He's got a YouTube video that said, met Tiger Woods, never been so nervous in my life. So I watched this video and and he, he uh, it's a little bit of clickbait, right? Because he doesn't really meet Tiger Woods. He gets uh, like 30 seconds to take a picture with Tiger Woods. That's still, I that's mean, meeting. He touched his hand. Right, right. So yeah, that's a big deal. And he's super nervous. And he goes I'd and kind of poses for a picture. And then he starts to walk away. And then he turns around. So he had previously interviewed for his podcast, Ben Clymer. Okay. Oh, thank you. Unfortunate. Go on. Uh, uh, so he had previously interviewed Ben Clymer, and they had talked about Tiger's seed well at the sh- on the show. I don't know why. I haven't listened to that episode. But he, the one thing, he gets 30 seconds with Tiger Woods. And he didn't kiss him on the mouth? He did. Okay. But then he said, yeah. hey, you're a seed dweller. Is it just a run-of-the-mill seed dweller? Or is it something special? Because there's all these rumors. Everything Tiger wears is one offer. So he he meets Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He asks about. him one question, and it's about his watch. And I was like, I fucking love this guy. Yeah, yeah, I love this guy. So Eric Anderslang, the 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 YouTube channel is Random Golf Club. Uh, check it out. I think it's fantastic, and I love it. Can I drop one more thing? Because it's a little bit bounce off of that. It's you gonna be Let's do it. Drop all the things, Mike. Because so we're I just... never having you on the show again. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, I just ripped through. I'm a very slow reader. Um, there's probably could, some sort of learning deficit. I, I could tell by the by just the, the eyes. The yeah, copy the that eyes. we've been holding up for you has, has not <laughs> yeah. met the mark. No. Yeah. Well, I just gave up about three minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just ripped through uh, Mike Berbiglia's new uh, memoir. Really? The new, yeah. Phenomenal. It's called The New One. It is about, it, I think it's subtitled uh, something, Stories from a Reluctant Father. I like um, it. That's me. Mike yeah, that's Berbiglia, <laughs> Yeah, Mike Berbiglia, if, if you don't know, is a comedian <laughs> who is, uh, gained fame uh, with his initial stand-up, Sleepwalk With Me. Um, he has a very severe sleepwalking issue um, and, and numerous other issues that make him not a great candidate for a father just on paper. And on top of that, he didn't want to, but it's gotcha. <laughs> and when they were, uh, he was invited to the White House, and he and his uh, wife met Barack Obama, and they took that time. They they hadn't shared with anybody, and Barack was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And Mike Berbiglia just blurted out, and that Barack Obama was the first person they shared that they were pregnant with. That's a good story, <laughs> right? That's, I would do the same. You know, the first person we told you were going to get born, President of the United States. <laughs> President of the United States, pretty good one too. Yeah. Uh, and and he gave them very practical advice about like diapers or like respecting each other or something too. That was just just very presidential and just like here you go, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. That would have been the best advice if if Bo had said, "Well, good luck, don't fuck it up." That just <laughs> yeah. would have been America's fuck. <laughs> Well, anyway, great book. So you've really, you've really done a number on the other things, which I'm fine with because Andrew does the show notes. So thank God. you. Thank you. Not uh, this I week. think I'm the busy. content was that. good. I'm busy. The content was good, and Andrew's going to have his work cut out for him. That's going to be fine. Uh, Mike. Text me what you talked about. That was it, a lot of things. <laughs> in spite of my mad shit talking, uh, man, it's been so fun to have you. Thanks for coming on the show, it's man. Been great to be on. I, I can't wait to have you on again. We're, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to maybe we'll have uh, a four way soon. Uh, I'll do a little four way. Do a little and four-way. also a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks for coming on. You you got anything you want to drop before we uh, before we start to move along here? Not at all. I got nothing. I've, I've, I'm ex- I've, he was exhausted. I've given you every, all of he me. said two beers and he's ready to pass out. Andrew, yeah. you got anything yeah. you want to add before we go? I'm good, man. You're good. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 at Watch Clicker. Uh, watchclicker.com is where we drop all the reviews. You can find all of Mike's fantastic reviews on there. 
as well as some, you know, okay shit from Will. Uh, occasionally, yeah. even Andrew and I dropped some shit on there. They're not very good. It's pretty bad. Uh, if you want to, oh, some... don't forget that um, if if they want to read the uh, Black Bay, the Blue Bay Blackie, which I've heard is totally okay, and it's you heard it's blue. pretty good. It's pretty blue. blue. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah. I've heard it's really great. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will, Purple Will Cove review that, coming like, soon too. He, he got his hands on one. Who know? We don't really know yeah. how or why. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to check us out next week for another episode of 40 and 20 and another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like bye-bye